0: Welcome to Gifts of the Weird. This is Jan, your host, and I have had a really busy month. It has been really crazy, and but it's been wonderful crazy. I've been working on an episode for the Truths podcast, editing an interview with the organizers of the Inclusive Conference, the Inclusive Heathen Conference that was held last October in Germany called Frithforge. I attended it and had a great opportunity to meet a lot of wonderful people from European organizations as well as from the Troth and ADF and Canada, man, it was just a really awesome experience. You're going to hear a lot more about it because what I want to do is cross post that cast over here so that we can share all that wonderful information and just the experience that we had. I had a great time. I enjoyed learning about the groups there, connecting with European heathens, and building relationships. So I'm hoping that those relationships will uh, teach me a lot and carry me over because I love going to Europe and it's just going to be a great time. I also went on to a sacred sites tour uh, throughout Germany, ending up in north of Hamburg the following week from Frithforge and uh, got to spend it with eight other incredible people, and we just had a really good week of driving and visiting spots like the Frau Holleteich, and man, it was just a really great experience, so that's going to last me for a long time. Later, I'm gonna be talking about that. I'm gonna create a podcast about that experience. It's just been really hectic with the holidays and uh, trying to get this Troth podcast all put together and edited and clips put together. So it's been been a lot of a lot of stuff going on. So I'm gonna be following this with that podcast. I'm just gonna drop it in, let you have an opportunity to hear that as well. It is a bit long. it's a an hour and a half. So here's some ways to break it down. The first part of the podcast, the first 35 minutes, is an interview with Rob Schreier, the Troth Steersman, and Amanda Lee Hawkins, who is the person who is in charge of the International Relations Program for the Troth, and they are the Troth organizers uh, for, for the Frith Forge, so they kind of spearheaded it and, and worked with Heibel Griebenstein, who was the rep from Germany. So the second part contains some announcements and a little bit of music from Tanya Threat's Voluspa CD. It's, uh, she now has that on CD Baby. And I'll post links in the show notes. And it's really such a great and amazing album. You've got to listen to it. You've got to have it. And the third part are interviews from participants who attended Frith Forge. I asked them some questions, what they thought, uh, how they wanted to continue on, what it meant to them. So uh, that's going to be about another half hour or 40 minutes or so of interviewing with different people so it's really kind of cool so you can break it up and listen to uh, bits and pieces of it or you can um, pop it in and listen on a long drive somewhere so i really appreciate you uh, being able to listen to it so i will be attending Pantheocon over president's day weekend in san jose and i'll be hosting a divination hospitality suite as well as hanging out at the alliance for inclusive heathenry and the adf suites so i'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people that i know a lot of friends that i've made over the decade or so that i've been going to PantheaCon, as well as some great heathen interactions some some bloats and workshops and other things going on as well it's really going to be a great experience most important thing is hanging out with people really love that if you're not sure what pantheacon is or otherwise known as pecan check out their webpage at pantheaconcom or check out their Facebook page they have some information there there's some uh, interaction you can learn about them I'm gonna have the website posted in the website or correction in the show notes so I'm, I'm gonna try to get some sound bites from folks while I'm at pecan and uh, I'll put together a recap and uh, we'll Post that uh, towards the end of February. Let you have a chance to hopefully um, hear some things there. Another really cool thing that's happening is Tarot Visions is going to be uh, creating a live podcast from the Divination Hospitality Suite on Sunday. Well, now, whether it's live streaming or they're just they're just going to record it there and then they're going to post it later. But that would be done at PantheaCon, so that's really cool. And Jamie and Rosred are really cool. If you, if you want to just listen to another alt- uh, podcast, that's a great one to listen to as well. So thanks for listening and following. The Gifts of the Weird is available on Podbean and iTunes. Follow me on Facebook at, at Gifts of the Weird and Twitter at Weird Gifts. And send me some feedback. Thanks again. Here's the Frith Forge recap. Enjoy, and hail the guys. And here we are on the Truth Podcast, and I'm speaking with Rob and Amanda, the co-organizers of the Frith Forge International Conference that was held in October of 2017. And we're going to talk about Frith Forge. Hi, Rob and Amanda.
1: Hey.
0: Hey. I was also in attendance at Frith Forge, and I've got to say I had a great time. How about you two?
1: I had a wonderful time. Absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, it was a really great experience. Uh, meeting a lot of great people, connecting in a beautiful part of Germany, and especially right next to that lake, it was a really amazing to me as well. So, <laughs> lake was really uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So let's t- let's tell folks who uh, were not able to go to Frith Forge a little bit about it, a little bit how it came about, and. Uh, some of our experiences there and what we're gonna do with it, how we're gonna utilize what we learned and what we the alliances and the friendships we made into the future. So how did the idea of Frith Forge get started?
1: Well, I started the International Relations and Exchange program for the Troth, And as I started collecting people interested in joining um, the discussions on Facebook, we um we started talking about well, what can we do? And real quickly, the idea of, you know, an in-person conference of some kind came up. And when I was trying to write a example of what it would be like to t- try to define it, I found myself wanting to use the word inclusive in the title of it. Because, well, I just I didn't want to just invite everybody, including really scary Nazis or something. It's like, okay, I'm tar- I'm targeting the audience and then everything kind of fell in place from there.
2: Yeah, the idea actually stretches back to when Amanda and I were talking and Letitia was in on the conversation, she actually approached me about it um earlier also, just about trying to develop some sort of wider scope to the troth's presence abroad and to try to get more people talking amongst one another. And uh, that was what, Troth Moot twenty sixteen, the one out in in Washington? Yeah. Is that yeah. And then Amanda kind of picked up the ball and ran it from there, and then we involved Haimo, without whom we could not possibly have pulled this off at all. of the für Germanisches Heidentum—he was a tremendous asset through this entire thing and helped to build the vision as well, alongside Amanda and me.
1: Yeah, I can't thank Haimo enough.
0: There's no way. <laughs> Haimo did do a lot of work, and he was a, he was a great host. I've I, I got to admit that, too. Why do you think it's important for the Troth as an organization to have these connections with our uh, European counterparts?
2: Do you, do you want to start, in or do you want me to go?
1: Uh, go if you're ready.
2: <laughs> okay, well, for starters, heathenry has changed just in the last 10 years or so. Back when I first joined the Troth, there weren't as many kindreds readily available there weren't as many there, there weren't as many heathens even and over time the tros role is has been evolving and going from being sort of this online kind of fellowship to taking on projects that are bigger or too big for any local kindred to handle for example you know inreach inreach is one of them where you know my kindred which started it was getting so much mail we could not handle it and the troth was also getting mail from inmates asking for information and eventually it just got to the point we just created we just took in reach from my kindred the troth adopted that program and um, took on this role and now my kindred doesn't have to deal with something it can't handle but the troth under Mallory and Rory it's doing a great job of, of handling a lot of this stuff and the same kind of goes along with international relations um, trying to get more communication among heathens in general, but particularly among the inclusive groups, because if we if we do not share a whole lot of similarities, which we actually do, we certainly do share a lot of common challenges, and um, particularly this rising tide of Nazism and being among those elements, and it's very important for those of us who uh, share common visions of inclusions and understandings con- of the way heathenry has been traditionally not focused on this concept of race. It's very important for us to get together and to know one another and to understand the nuances among the various forms of heathenry that are practiced in different places so that we have an idea of whom we're dealing with because a lot of Americans do not understand European heathenry and a lot of Europeans do not understand um, the forms of American heathenry
0: and Earthforge really did help with that particular gap. What was the goal of Frith Forge? What did you kind of hope best scenario or, or what did you expect would happen once we got folks there um, uh, together uh, and once you started seeing who was signing up and who wanted to do presentations and things like that? So what kind of was the ultimate goal? And I think, Rob, you probably kind of already touched on it about uniting uh, under uh, an inclusive umbrella or uh, just forging connections with other inclusive organizations throughout the world. But for Frithforge, was it as simple as that, or was there a little bit more that either of you or both had decided or had decided to form together once you got together with HIMO and and started working with that?
1: The real need I found was for a more formal conference than just the International Ossetru Summer Camp. We wanted to give inclusive heathenry a, a really n- nice platform to build better conversations from. And I think that worked.
2: And also, again, the, the true depth of the differences, subtle differences, among the various types of heathenry in various countries is something that I think a lot of people on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean not to mention all sides of the other oceans really don't necessarily fully grasp, and um, that I think that that was something that did begin to come forth when you started hearing about, you know, more about foreign set, or you started hearing about, you know, how you know some of the things that Elder Ring does or whatever, and I think that that was all very important. Plus, also a lot of Europeans commented to me—well, should I say a lot? But some of the Europeans are commented to me that they really didn't understand. Just how different American heathenry is with, you know, over here that there are different types or different denominations, but also each region of the country seems to have its own subtleties. And in many cases, within regions, there are you know, two or three kindreds that may practice things ever so slightly differently, focusing on Anglo Saxon or obviously Pennsylvania German or Norse. And um, just to get the scope of that out there really is important because um, there's a lot of misconceptions that arise about all forms of heathenry, even among practicing heathens when you're dealing
0: only in an online community. Well, that sounds great. So let's get to the actual the actual event. Uh, let's all uh, jump on our planes and let's we'll fly over to Berlin. And uh, let's talk about the, the, the conference. What happened while we were there? Um, yeah, before the conference, before the conference, the
2: windstorm, <laughs> <laughs> the Storm Xavier which I only found out the name for that yesterday when I was looking something up. Amanda, Rob Lewis, Pete, and I, we all flew in together. And we had a very smooth flight overall. But it's like as soon as we got in that rental car, the entire landscape changed. And that storm just trying to get from the airport to the youth hostel was just unbelievable. I I never had to do so many U-turns on the fly because a tree was down or falling down or, you know, big branches were blowing all over the place. It it was really actually kind of dangerous. Um, And I I was very relieved to get off of the road, but that storm, which was very like, you know, very much like the goddess Hola in nature, which is sort of funny. That storm defined a lot of the weekend for me Um, because uh, once it knocked out the train lines, you know, to the West of Berlin, It became necessary for my rental car to turn into the car that was picking people up and taking people back, starting with that over that really, really late night.
0: You did a lot of um, taxi service. Unexpected, I imagine, uh, because had there not been a storm, everyone would have uh, arrived on time and we would have had some transportation, get everyone there in a a great way. But, man, you were um, flying back and forth all hours of the night, practically. Soon as you get back you got back to the hostel you were on your way out again to go pick somebody else up or something so yeah, yeah that was a great uh, it was a great service for everybody and uh, it didn't go unnoticed or unappreciated
1: yeah I, it was I, I can't thank you enough for your sacrifice with that there, there was no other
2: way to do it really I mean because the van driver was only what for the one day like, or something so Jama was driving the, the van and he was the only representative from his organization we had three and I had a car. I'm the only person on the uh, hosting staff that actually had the, the extra rental car. And Pete was unprepared to drive over in Germany until Saturday. He finally began to get you know the lay of the land and how driving works over there, which is not that much different from here. But if you've never driven in, abroad before, it's a little bit intimidating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful we had the rental car. and I, I admit that I, I've. I've never spent so much traffic, I think, in my entire life as as on that particular Friday.
1: Yeah, it did affect the schedule, but you know, we carried on. We made adjustments, and I I'm still really pleased with how things turned out. Yep. So talking about Friday
2: of uh, Friday, October sixth, I'm going to have to just sit back and listen because I missed uh, most of that stuff due to being in the traffic. Although I will say that once we got Pat- uh, Pat- Patrizia Asunia and um, we were stuck in traffic for several hours, but at least along the way, she was able to tell us what we were seeing. And then when I, after I called you and I said, you know what, there's no way I'm going to make it back to my presentation. Then we were able to actually stop and eat and enjoy something in Potsdam for a little while. So that, that was pretty much it for Friday, at least until I made it back to the campground. But plenty of things happened before I made it back there. So I'm just going to defer to Amanda and John. You guys can talk about well, your... Amanda,
0: uh, let's talk about how many people came and what organizations and countries we had represented. It was quite varied.
1: Yeah, we had a, a, a really good turnout, in my opinion, because it was, well, it was really a kind of a stone soup, I would call it. I, I didn't know what to expect. This was the first one we, we were trying to pull off, and I'm trying to organize this event from another country and So I'm really excited that we had VFGH from Germany, and Distalfink, Rob's organization from the USA, the Alliance for Inclusive Heathenry from the USA, and I should mention the Asatru EU as a whole. Most of the organizations, or many of them, came, some of which were uh, Fornsed Sweden, Eldering from Germany, and Pardon my pronunciation. Asu, Asatru fellas keptet, of Norway, and
0: affectionately just known as Bifrost.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Asatru Schwaes?
0: Schweiz, Schweiz, Schweiz.
1: Okay, from Switzerland, and Asatru UK, United Kingdom, and Pagan Federation Deutschland of Germany, Pagan Wedge und Gemeinschaft of Germany,
0: Paganer Wege und oh thank
1: you I don't speak German at all <laughs> <laughs> and um ADF how do you pronounce that fully
0: andrea Fein.
1: thank you from and they're um they have international members but based in the USA correct and yes and the nine worlden of the Netherlands
0: nation Werelden.
1: okay thank you Nordisk fellig of Denmark asatru Iberica of Spain I believe that's all of them all the um, organizations officially represented, that is. And there were 31 people in attendance, one by Skype. It was such such a pleasure to meet so many intelligent, diverse people from so many different places and organizations. It was just amazing.
0: I thought so as well. As an attendee, it was really amazing to be on the that side and listen to the presentations one of the really cool aspects of the day was it on friday that we did the presentations amanda oh my yes. gosh i'm not sure anymore it was yeah. so the first each of those day. yeah friday so each of those organizations gave a little bit of about their history and their people and the the work that they're doing in their country and that was really uh, interesting for me to be able to Learn about uh, what's going on uh, in the heathen realm of Europe, and they don't call themselves heathens; they call themselves asatru as a collective term. So that was one of the interesting differences we noticed, or I noticed, uh, in in the uh, at, at the com- at the conference.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really worthwhile. Some people were like, "Oh, this is just business stuff," but for me, I I really appreciated hearing the nuts and bolts of their perspective as organizations.
0: It must have been because most all of those European groups are so interconnected already mm. that to them it was like, oh, we've heard this before. And here, here us American troth members are like, wow, this is really cool.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. That's how I felt anyway.
1: Yeah, it was, it was worthwhile. And, um, you know, if there's another first forge, maybe we won't need to do that. But it was definitely worthwhile for this first one.
0: We did have some really interesting workshop presentations. I really like the one that we started off with from and Weldon from uh, John and Gunna who talked about ancestor veneration.
1: John and Gunna are so interesting. I love that they started out the um, presentations. I, I can't wait to look at the video again and uh, really start taking notes because they, they brought up some really interesting points.
0: And I think, Rob, you might have missed that, didn't you? I did. It was a really great one, so once the video is posted, um, take a look at it. And speaking of the videos being posted, those are going to be posted. Do we have a site for those yet or an, um, where can we maybe direct people to look once once they get it? Will it be uh, hosted on the troth.org dot org website somewhere?
1: I'm not yet sure if it, if um, they're gonna post it on the Frith Forge website or if there's a different website that would would work better for that.
0: Once we do, we will make sure that they are in show notes so that people can find them. If they're not in the show notes immediately when this is posted, uh, they will go up eventually. And of course, we will send emails out to trust members so they can find that.
1: And I'll put it in uh, in the news section of the Frith Forge website as well. If they're not fully there, at least a link.
0: And there is a Frith Forge website, correct, Amanda?
1: Yes, it's events.thetroth.org forward slash frith forge forward slash 2017.
0: And I'll have a note to that in the link as well. And that's where we can find out more links to all of those organizations we just talked about and presenter biographies and kind of get its schedules and all that stuff. So I'll get to see sort of the things that happen. So what other kinds of things happen that we had fun with? I I know. Let's talk about the opening ritual. What a great way to start the Frith Forge. We kind of jumped over into the presentations and the first workshop, but man, wasn't that a great opening ritual?
1: It really was. Yeah, was. Haimo leads rituals so masterfully. I just have so much respect for that. He did such a wonderful job. And I really like exactly the way he did it. I, I wouldn't have changed a thing.
0: I think he did a great job about having us all involved in the ritual. So we really inter, interconnected ourselves and it just was a really great way to start the, the conference, the weekend off by us just getting together on that morning. And it was nice and cool and a little bit breezy and the storm had passed, but there were still remnants of it kind of fading in the distance. And uh, here we are gathered at that lakeside, and Haimo leading that wonderful ritual text. And I agree with you. It was really a masterful presentation.
1: I appreciated bringing the soils from all our different homes together in that bowl. I think that was more than just meaningful. That that was really powerful.
0: One of the things that I really liked about this ritual is the ritual was really a three-part ritual, and this was only part one.
3: (laughs) Mm. Yeah.
0: So it, the ritual experience actually lasted the entire three days of the of the conference because it, we didn't actually close the ritual and end it uh, after the opening. It was left open so that we could uh, continue on Friday night. Was it Friday night or Saturday night where we did the, the evening part of it? And then when we closed the ritual on Sunday, I thought that was a really great way to weave that connection through the whole weekend.
2: Yeah, that, that worked very nicely
0: yeah okay so that takes us up to friday uh what happened on the evenings how did you think the evenings went as we were getting to hang out with each other and <laughs> spend a lot of time and right. mead started pouring
2: well friday night we had the Sega and
0: then
2: and then we had um actually which came first the Sega or when was the troth presentation was that friday or sa- saturday um that was
1: friday right i don't remember
2: I don't remember either, but it was, <laughs> the the whole thing was I, I thought went very well, especially considering that I was that I sort of had to flex in some overall information into it. But then the uh, the troth presentation went long because there was you know there were so many things to talk about and a lot of questions from people from the other representatives and the other participants, and uh, so that made for a that made for a pretty long. Long night, but I thought it was very productive.
0: Yeah, I think the trolls presentation was on Saturday night. This because I remember when we finally stopped and we Americans got initiated into the cult of doom.
1: Yeah, that was awesome.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> that might be my favorite and, part. It was really
0: yeah, and really, unfortunately for our listeners, we're going to have to let them be initiated on their own. We don't want to uh, spill that. It's a secret society. <laughs> well it,
1: you know it's about getting to know people informally one on one or in the in the group setting without you know sitting in chairs lined up watching a presentation it was really getting to know people and that was just so meaningful and important and it just
0: my favorite so part when the
2: when the cult of doom was going on i do believe i was driving somebody back to berlin so so i think that we missed that part
0: you were i think yeah you had to take someone back Speaking of the Troth presentation and and it going so long and so many questions, I think that that was really an important discussion because what it did, I think, is open up a lot of doors of communication between American heathens and European heathens. And I think that it helped them to understand that what they may be reading on the internet or hearing on different podcasts or wherever they're getting information or however they're getting information, they were able to know that the Troth is an inclusive organization paralleling a lot of the values and uh, practices that that they embody and that they hope to uh, embody in their, in their groups with their people. And uh, one of the things that really struck with me was, uh, I don't remember who said it, but I know one person did for sure. And I think a couple of people echoed it is that they were really impressed with us when we came over because they thought that we Americans were just going to come over and tell them how to do heathenry the right way. And they were really impressed that we came and wanted to learn and that they found so much in common with us.
2: And that was the whole point really was
0: to build that bridge.
2: And I mean, some of them flat out told me that they got a lot more out of this than they were anticipating getting, that they were there to kind of report back to their own communities on what the discussions were and what the attitudes from the Americans, not to mention some of the other Europeans were. And I think that that I was very pleasantly surprised by the candor. I mean, they were very honest about their initial reservations, but also about how their opinions had changed over time. And the same, I think, kind of happened with us. I mean, we went into this really not knowing what was going to happen when we actually all met one another. But I had a pretty good feeling based on the, the folks whom I at least know from their online presence, and, you know, and the reputations of those people I precede them. But all in all, I think it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to be able to make those connections, and a lot of these people. I talk to a lot more now online than I did before. And it's, it's, a, you know, it's very enjoyable.
0: So where do we go from here? We're two months now away from this wonderful experience. Oh, is it two months? No, a month and a half uh, away from this wonderful experience that, that we all had and that we had as a connection. And I got to spend even more time with Haimo and several people. Cause I went on the, and Rob as well. We got to go on the sacred sites tour through Germany What do we hope to do now as we move on with what we've accomplished and and how how are we as the troth and the members of the troth, how are we going to keep fostering those relationships and those connections so that we can build a really strong, inclusive front?
1: Well, the easiest way is for more of us Americans to trek over to the International Institute Summer Camp coming up in late July, early August of 2018, where a lot of the same people will be there already. I'm really eager to do that. And, you know, we're still keeping the International Relations and Exchange pr- Program going, and we look forward to doing more tours and continuing the ongoing conversations. It's not like Frithforge Forge just ended and there's nothing happening. The discussions we started at Frithforge Forge are continuing on a daily basis on- online, and we're working towards... The um, inclusiveheathenry.com website. We may end up doing a little organization or it may just remain an informal work group, but it's not over and there's a lot more work to be done. Um, but we've got a great start.
2: I'm looking for cross pollination too. I mean, I, I've, I've joined the Foreign and I joined Elder Ring while I was over there, partially because I was just so impressed by the, by the representatives from both of those organizations but also because it it the, I do read german so that kind of helps and we also have some of the the uh, members from those organizations are also troth members now and that also will help to keep some of the lines of communication open as well i think that that's very important plus you know again we went over there with the mind also that we wanted to see how germans and well, actually europeans in general are even if there were non-European participants there, we want to see how others practiced around the world, in in comparison or in contrast to ourselves, and some of the Troth policies, you know, could use a little bit of reviewing and understanding. So there's some follow-up that we want to do and getting an understanding of our own members' uh, perceptions and beliefs on certain issues, and uh, so expect the survey to be coming out sometime relatively soon.
0: Excellent. Now we've mentioned this event called the International AssoTruth Summer Camp. So I wanted to talk just a second about it. And just so that folks can find it, we are going to have a a link in the show notes, but it will be held July 28th through August 4th. And it's going to be in Gerolstein, Germany. And I'm not quite sure where that is, but I think that's in the Frankfurt area what the way they've described it is it's a very fun week long camp of meetings workshops bloats activities and just getting to know each other and building relationships which is very important and anyone who does a, uh, attend i can fairly assu- assure that you will be inducted into the cult of doom <laughs> that seems a very common uh, big part of that so <laughs> so that's in the international the um Asatru, international Asset true summer camp
4: after frithforge I hope for a participation of at least 20 to 30 persons coming over from from america and that makes it bigger and better and will be a better chance to become friends because like yep. this all started not based on formal organization cooperation but but on personal friendships personal personal trust that has been built up and we need this uh across the ocean
2: while we're at it excuse me for interjecting but keep in mind that these folks were also welcome to come to troth mood it would be great to see people turn up for that as well
0: absolutely yes so probably on the question of some folks is when is the next frith forge amanda rob thoughts
1: well it should be rare and special the idea of Frithforge in comparison to the Asatru summer camp is Frithforge is more formal. The summer camp is more relaxed. So I, I do wish, you know, if we do have another Frithforge, I'll definitely build in more downtime <laughs> to, to get to know each other. So we're planning on another Frithforge, but they should be rare and special. Maybe once every three years or so. And. Of course, not the same year as the International Auschwitz Summer Camp. The events are similar, but not meant to be the same. So, I'm open to ideas on what country would be the next best place. Maybe Costa Rica. Let me know. Let me know your ideas.
0: Great. Well, uh, any other thoughts about Frith Forge or connecting with organizations across across the pond, across the, the Atlantic Ocean, and our, our other international organizations? Might First Forge take place in Australia, perhaps? Do we have a uh, connecting on that side of the world?
2: We, we're we open to pretty much the idea of anywhere. I mean, keep in mind, the United States can also do it. I'd be more than happy someday to have it in Pennsylvania. But, you know, it, it takes a lot of work, and Amanda and Jaimo really, really, I, I just want to, on record is thanking both of them for their, their very hard work. I mean, um, um, Amanda has been working on this nonstop while trying to carry on her day job and take care of her daughter and not to mention the, uh, her other duties. And, um, yeah. and once she connected to Hymo and he got cracking on it too, it just, you know, we could not have done this yeah. without the, without both of
1: I can only do so much. We need a a strong co-host in whichever other country we we host it in. You know, and if we do this again, when we do this again, I'm going to reach out for more help to make it even better. But we've got through the first one and it was great. And now I have excellent experience in making the next one even better.
0: International Relations and Exchange Program. International Relations and Exchange Program is a part of the Troth. And uh, Amanda is our program coordinator. And if anyone has any ideas or wants to be involved, they can reach her at IREP, I-R-E-P at org, And give your ideas. What, what What would you like to see? How can you help? Things like that. I know that that's great. And thank you so much for being willing to talk about Frith Forge and the things that we're building across for inclusive heathenry, that's the most important thing, isn't it? That we are creating organizations and relationships and space for inclusive heathenry. Yes. Thank you so much.
5: Thank
6: you, John. You're welcome. Thank you. Then lifted the level
0: it got this is John Hyde. Thank you for listening to this podcast about Fifth Forge and the great connection made with European heathen organizations. The International Asatru Summer Camp will be held in Gerolstein, Germany from 28 July to 4 August 2018. It is a week-long camp of meetings, workshop, bloats, and other activities, very similar to our own Trothmoot enrollment began 21st january 2018 and the basic entrance for the event including room at the youth hostel where it's held is as low as 230 euros for the entire week so please visit asatrue-summercamp.org for more information and for the booking information the links are provided in the show notes there were many organizations attending and links to them can also be found on the Frithforge site which is also linked in the show notes so when you get to that site just be sure to scroll down all the way down to where it says participating groups and that's where you'll find logos for each group that participated and that will take you to link to their websites so please give a visit to them and connect with them. Last items, Teutonic Religion by Kveldof Gunderson will be re-released soon by Sager Press because been out of print for a few years now, and it's going to be released soon, hopefully in, by the end of spring 2018. Check out the website sagapress.ca or the Facebook page at The Real Saga Press for more information. And finally, I just want to ha- encourage you all to uh, check out the Voluspa CD by Tanya Threet. Tanya sets the entire Voluspa to music in a wonderful album I have this album I really love it and I follow the uh, translation that she used which I believe is the Pelos translation and it's really cool to read along and have the music playing and it's kind of helping me to uh... set the voluspa in my head a little bit more and I start thinking more about the music so I just really want to encourage that it's available now on CD Baby find her on Facebook uh... her page is currently listed as Tanya Threet enjoy so thank you for listening to the podcast following are some brief interviews with attendees from frith forge uh, the interviews begin with haimo gerbenstein uh, he was the european connection to help us set up frith forge he found this wonderful site for us to hold it next to that beautiful lake and he did so much work to coordinate the the european connections and the and the, organize everything with the hostel that hosted us and uh, he also organized a sacred sites tour that followed Frithforge and several of us went on that as well. We had a really great time con- mostly connecting with each other. So thank you very much and we look forward to a great 2018. We are here at the Pestrupe Gravefield. It is a bronze Age site of grave mounds here in uh, Germany and I am with Heimo and we're going to talk about Frithforge. Hello Heimo.
4: Hi. Tell us who <laughs> you are. I'm <laughs>
0: oh, pretty, f- I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Tell me who you are and what or- organization you're from.
4: My name is Heimo I My basic association is the Verein für Germanisches Heidentum, VFGH, from Germany. Be- having been in existence since 1995 and Right now, I got elected again as chairman in June.
0: Congratulations. Thank I think. you. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Thank you for being the um, Germany contact for Frist Forge. We really had a great time. What, what are your thoughts about how how the, the conference went and the connections that people were making?
4: Um, I have no other word than exceptional. It exceeded my expectations and it, ex- it also exceeded the expectations of just about everyone I've talked to when we when we were basically done and it was something new I haven't done uh, I've been to many gatherings I have been to European and international gatherings but this was uh, this was a workshop this was other than uh, for example the other two summer camp which is a week of recreation fun bloating and of course we have presentations and lectures and workshops there too but it's it's kind of leisure and uh, this weekend of frithforge turned out to be real work hard work we were doing our stuff starting at nine in the morning and on friday and saturday the main days we ended up somewhere around ten, ten thirty. Uh, with our discussions and just interrupted by taking the meals, taking short breaks. So, of course, we had some fun after yeah. that and we had some fun during the conference, but it, I, I think we really did hard work. What is the outcome of this? Um, first of all, it was like the first real contact to American heathenry, of course. this this thing being started and and being hosted by the truth i mean we've had american visitors of all, at all the three other two true summer camps that was but they were just singular travel travelers and no what you would call official contact and yes we talked about a lot of differences that we actually have in america and in europe and the organizations being there presented themselves, and uh, you could that was pretty much at the start. and Already then you could see some or feel some differences. Like uh, in Europe, we don't have this heritage thing because the heritage is here; we're surrounded by it. Yep. Uh, this thing, what? Where are my roots? Where do I come from? Scandinavia, Germany, France, what? Whatever, Italy. The other thing was uh, the kind of veneration we do or the the worship we do the bloat systems we were talking about the loki problem the loki (laughs) topic and um, some of the europeans actually had some trouble understanding it because we we have no not even a slight note of it here so that was interesting Um, and what is more important about these gatherings is meeting each other personal the internet is a wonderful means of communications to be quick get get responses quick for if you have questions but it's a different thing than just uh, seeing people and working together celebrating together holding a blow together that that makes it different and um, i think we set a foundation stone for further cooperation and we agreed to do how to how to go on from here which will be basically a lot of documentation and exchange of written materials and stuff like that. Uh, if this is going to be the real starter of something, I don't know yet. Um, it has happened a few times in my in in my in my heathen past that you were at gatherings and everybody was leaving, like just walking a foot above the ground, being happy. <laughs> yeah. And then you got back into reality and... Uh, think the members of the groups were not so good with it or happy with it but I'm actually I'm very confident this time because uh, the people being there were something like all most of them were were or have been leaders in their groups they have they are all experienced heathens no starters at this point no newbies and um, that makes it a little different and I'm actually I'm very much in looking into the future. I think this will be repeated in something like three to four years. I have no idea. Yeah. And one thing that came out that I guess we are planning for the 2018 summer camp right now. And that's and
0: the uh, IASC? IASC, yes. And that stands for?
4: International Asatru Summer Camp. And that's and with the Asatru EU that's started with as a three eu network we had three camps in 2009 2012 and 2015 and like i said we had american visitors but just like numbers of four or five after frithforge I hope for a participation of at least 20 to 30 persons coming over from from america and that makes it bigger and better and will be a better chance to become friends because like this all started not based on formal organization, cooperation, but but on personal friendships, personal, personal trust that has been built up. And we need this uh, across the ocean.
0: That's one of the things that I thought was the most valuable was to actually meet people in person. Yeah. You can be friends on Facebook or email, but you don't have that con- that deeper connection. Right. This way we now know a little bit about each other more and the personalities. And uh, it makes it nicer. And then it, it kind of makes that bond a little closer so that we're more willing to work together and 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 i think make those things happen that that we want to see happen the the build a bigger alliance across the the ocean um what's one of the uh things that really really stands out in your mind as something you really really enjoyed or uh that's
4: (sighs) since i knew practically all the uh, the european stuff from the presentations uh, two things are staying in mind that was the lectures of of by karl siegfried uh, who did his um, read his paper on building a new asset to theology and actually that we were in touch before i've I'm, i've i've been facebook friend of karl for something like 3 or 4 years and originally we were even thinking about doing a um, together a presentation together but then it came different and he he started the Saturday morning at Saturday morning, and I was scheduled after him and i due to all this organizational stuff I wasn't able to re- actually able to prepare my own uh presentation and that it turned out to be very good because two thirds of what I was going to say Carl already did, and he did it in a really scholarly academic way, and I just did 15 minutes after that and just added some minor things that were on my mind just free-handed that was that was pretty cool the other presentation or speech actually it was more was the one by diana Paxson on saturday afternoon there had been some fears among some groups, some some, some heathen in Europe that this thing might be something like um, the truth is coming over here the big international truth and is telling us European heathens how heathenry works and <laughs> it, it was exactly the opposite of, of that fear and Diana did a very emotional and I, I think very intense speech and basically saying we are coming here having more questions than answers and that was very... Uh, ehrlich, what's the word? Uh, two, and I was very, very impressed by that. And that those were the two highlights of the conference. Oh, excellent! And, uh, and that it's trying what? to be, or oh, well, I'm, I'm always trying to be humble, but I can't in this way. I also think the the three part blow that I that I prepared for the for the conference was one of the highlights of that. I think everyone liked that pretty much.
0: I was, if you weren't going to bring it up i was too i really appreciated the the three-part bloat that it opened that we took something in the middle from from the energy and the spirit that we took away with us uh, and and then the way that it closed was really really a great way to to connect the whole conference together not not end the bloat and then start a new bloat but you just say created the whole space so it was, yeah. that was great and
4: that's what it was intended to be yeah. having a building having and then deconstructing a sacred space without destroying it and take it taking away the the frith it, it was about frith and i think we took that was the, the 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 topic of the main ritual was taking the frith from here frith to go as i had yeah. <laughs> announced it
0: yeah, excellent, and I think the Frith began almost immediately, as soon as we got in touch with one another, when we all made it safely to the location of the conference, yeah. it was like, like really quick. That's uh, true. Yeah, and, uh, oh, I had a question in my mind and now it's gone, oh well, uh, well, uh, one thing that will have to entice people to IAESC and to future Frith Forge is to be indoctrinated into the cult of doom. <laughs>
4: Okay, the, the the second one was probably not the most difficult <laughs> topic to start, at least with people.
0: So yeah, and for people to know what that is, they have to come.
4: Yeah, and like I said, I expect something of like 20 or 30 Americans to come at least, yep. plus the usual around 100, 110 people from from Europe, which will be a big meeting then mm-hmm. with the, pro- probably around between 120 and 150 p- persons that what I, that's what i expect and so i can just say look at the news at the heathen news and uh, as soon as we have found some a place to stay uh, we're going to
0: announce it but currently the date is fixed though the date is sure
4: the date is sure. That is for for Europe. It, it is the only week a week yep. we can take at all. That is, it will start in the last Saturday of July, and end at the first Ju- uh, Saturday in August. That's always the the, the the week we have used. And I can't say the dates right now, standing yep. here in <laughs> in, the in the landscape. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, Haimo, thanks again. You're thanks welcome. for your wor- hard work on the Frith Forge and, and working together. I think we're going to have a great connection and furthering inclusive heathenry and yep. furthering the knowledge of of how heathenry can be done and bringing it
4: forth today I'm very convinced it, it's going to to be that way Great. thank you John
0: Feeling done. so I'm here with uh, a follow-up interview with some folks from frith Forge 2017 presented by the troth and um, folks in the Europe so welcome
7: oh, thank you so much <laughs> thank you yeah uh, my name is uh, Gunnar Einerstotter and I live in the Netherlands.
5: Excellent. And my name is John Potts. I'm English but I also live in the Netherlands. And we are both from the organisation De Negen Werelden or The Nine Worlds as it's known in English. Excellent. So how are you enjoying Red Forge?
7: It's amazing. It's awesome.
0: Yeah.
7: I think uh, we have done so many things in so little time. There's been very good discussion. And I'm very glad that uh, Nege Weelde could represent the Dutch asset through heathen groups. Yeah, uh, me too. (laughs) Yes, and uh, because we know, of course, a lot of people personally already. And I think to meet up personally once in a while, not every year, but uh, it sort of uh, tightens the bonds. And Mm. it's always good to give a real hug instead of a virtual hug. I agree with you. And Exchange (laughs) things and it goes much more faster much more personal and very intimate as well Mm -hmm. and I think the Fridge Forge is um, it's one of those uh, things that uh, we need actually because uh, we have so much between our ears so much ideas Mm. and the the fire in our hearts are burning very good (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm very happy with the Mm. the asset through the heathen community as it is at this moment so and I'm Mm. happy to share it Mm. yes
5: Yes. No. It's um, the 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 talks we have had, the the presentations that we have had. It's all been so extremely uh, exciting, such uh, inspiring ideas and talks. And uh, we're really sitting there and going about. Okay. Well, we we have to we we have to get. Thinking about this, and oh yes, we've we've got to take this up and see how we can do something in this particular area within within the nine worlds, and oh, may, see how we can do it in a, on on a broader scale within the Netherlands. And it it, it really is very inspiring. Um, one of the things which really really strikes me compared to uh, the other uh, initiative we have going here in Europe, which is the international asset through summer camps. Held every three years, uh, they are they are also great events. They last a week long, and there's all kinds of workshops and things uh, there as well. And I'll stop the shameful plugging now. <laughs> but um, the, the the Yask is uh, we love going to those events, but it's uh, it's a lot more laid back uh, in the sense it's a it's a moment for reconnecting with. Uh, with friends you haven't seen for a while and it's a, a lot more leisurely and this is actually it's, it's very intense uh, I find there's been a, a, a lot of information and it's it's very very condensed and it, it really is um, it, it's hugely inspiring Yeah. so
0: we're going to be called in soon I have one final thing what would you like to see after Frist Forge how can we the american contingencies that you've met and the german and the norwegian and other ones how can we keep this energy going even though we're not in person together what are some things that you think would be great Uh, as as
7: we have met each other in person it's uh sort of builds a bond already or tightens it and i think we can with communication with social media we can stay in touch and exchange things and the thing now i think is to write papers and publish them because <laughs> yes. i already understood there is a lot of lack of uh, very good information on on heathenry so i think that's a, a key mm. point at this point moment actually it, it
5: 's not so much the lack of information but I think it's the it 's more a question of arriving at concerted thought uh of of as it were m- m- philosophical uh discourse uh ethical debate yes. uh, where do we as Asatru stand in this world that we are in today, with with the challenges that we have, uh, the challenges of climate change, the challenges of 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 false news, the challenges of uh, 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 prejudice and discrimination, yeah. and and I think that uh, uh, with all of our perspectives, with the the, the large organization that 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 you capabilities that you have in a, in America uh, we can learn a lot from that on on your way of organizing yourselves and and getting a a more a, a broader perspective i think that is something that is very inspiring for for here in europe and applying that here in europe and then i think for for americans you can look at the, the the diversity that we have here in Europe and and bring that in and uh, uh do away with some of the things that we see as being non issues uh, yeah. for example of course the the famous no worshiping of loki no raising of <laughs> horns to loki but yeah it's things an like issue that. in europe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so I, I i think that we we definitely have uh, huge opportunities to to present a, a unified front, to present heathenry with, with, with its diversity of, of paths that I was totally unaware of, actually, uh, as, a, as a, a, a grown-up member of the community of world religions.
7: Yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much. Thanks for taking the time to, to speak about the uh, First Forge and a hard to look Graag gedaan. And, uh, Yeah, and uh vochen in the keer ne- uh, for uh, the next uh Frith Forge, until the next Frith Forge and
7: yes. the next
0: time I come to the Netherlands. I um really hope to see you both again yes. and uh and be in touch as well. So definitely. You're very Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Thank you. Uh so right. Hello, so uh, this is Jan, and I'm here at Frith Forge 2017 um, in Pensau, Germany, and having a great time. So I'm here with one of our attendees, and uh, so tell me who you are and where you're from. Hi, my name is Greg Taylor. I'm
3: from uh, Chicago, Illinois, in the
0: United States, and I'm here for uh, ATLA. Great, thanks, Greg. Uh, So, so far... Uh, We're on the second day of Frith Forge, we're all second day and a half, it's Saturday, and it's a little bit windy and wonderful. Uh, How do you like Frith Forge so far? What's it like for you?
3: Well, I'm loving it, and one of the main things that I'm really enjoying is watching the people interact and find points of commonality. You know, there are so many differences that I'm hearing as well in people's practices and, and the way that people think about you know, their, their uh, identity, their religious tradition, but also there are these points of
0: commonality, and it's just wonderful to hear people talk about that. Great. And now you told me that you don't identify as a heathen, is that correct? That is correct. So how is this as a whole different topic of... Religious perspective, or what your concept of what a heathen was before—that's very interesting.
3: Yeah, so I, so I work in the field of religion, kind of the academic study of religion, and it's something that I that I love and I take very seriously. And to be honest with you, I. Um, didn't even realize that heathenry was was back as an active new religious movement oh, wow. and and found out recently and, and and able to be here on behalf of of work and it's it's that's i think one of the reasons it's so exciting to me is when you find a dedicated group of people who are are creating, in this case, like creating something, right? Like recreating, I guess I would say, with traditions and languages and finding ways to build bridges, finding way to live in the modern world in a new way. It's it's extremely exciting to to just to be able to, it's it's a gift to be able to kind of watch this happen.
0: Oh, excellent. So you're here... Uh, from a publishing company then, or?
3: It's a library a organization. A Yeah, okay. and
0: we create a database and
3: sort of scholarly resources for the world's religions. And oh. to be quite honest with you, because we work on the academic level, we have very little about heathenry in the products that we make. And we realize that's kind of uh, maybe a not necessarily a blind spot, but it's, it's, it's something we'd like to look into. So I'm here in part to take a look to see what kind of... Um, uh, how how folks in, in modern heathenry are thinking about their traditions. Uh, are there anything that they're writing down, any sort of scholarly journals or books? Um, we just had an interesting presentation this morning pointing towards that, maybe a little more scholarship in the field. And and as a second as a second piece to that, really just the terminology. Honestly there's so many sort of words, ashratu, whatever you know, that, that, yeah. that are there that we
0: need to get clear in our head so that we can use them appropriately to do our work. And what do you think about uh, how, well, Frithforge is about reaching across nations and an international perspective, and you're coming for a, a book fair here, yeah. so obviously you probably interact a lot with uh, cross-continental uh, research and things. How, how, why do you think that that's valuable to have cross-continental interaction or intercountry country interaction?
3: It's a great question. I would say the number one reason is that most human beings, not all, but most, I know I do, get caught in ruts. They get caught in ruts in their thinking. They, they talk to a small community, whether that be a Facebook group, whether that be all the people who went to the <laughs> same graduate school that yeah. they did. You know, and, and the world's become small. And the best way to make your world bigger is to introduce new people in it because they'll bring new languages, new ideas, new ways of thinking about
0: the same stuff you've been thinking about, ideas that have never occurred to you. Oh, awesome. So what do you think, what would you recommend to the people who are here or the people who are listening as far as how to continue the relationships we're building across uh, other countries and uh, intercontinental uh, interactions, how? how what would you think would be a good way to, to keep that going? I think that's a great question. I,
3: and the, the first thing that came out of my head is one of the best ways to do real relationship building, intercontinental or otherwise, is to be yourself. So the more you can truly know what you believe, what you think, what you have, you have then something to go into a conversation with, right? And you're also not necessarily threatened or worried or, oh, no, they're going to change my whole world. They're going to try to convert me to something, you know. But you can say, I know what I believe and I'm really interested in having a serious conversation and that's, and that's a way to challenge yourself and to, and to help you grow into who you are not necessarily, you know, you have to become somebody else So,
0: and uh, don't limit ourselves to one way of only one book publisher or one right. <laughs> one thing um, expand, right? Yes, that's so right, exactly read, right read a lot of resources So, well, yeah. Greg, thanks for talking with us and uh, enjoy the rest of the, the conference and uh, we'll talk to you later that sounds great, thanks, thanks. You so much, appreciate thanks. it and I'm here with Ulrike. Hi Ulrike, thanks for talking with me.
8: Hi, thanks for having me. My name is Ulrike Pohl and I'm a member of the Eldering and I'm from Germany.
0: Yes, Yeah. and this is where we are located uh, having Frith Forge is in, in how do you say it? Petzl. Petzl. Mm-hmm. Uh which is south of Berlin Potsdam. Yeah. and Potsdam uh, and it's a beautiful, it's a little bit chilly today and rainy but it's so green and beautiful and uh, we're having a really great time. So, how are you? What are your impressions of Frith Forge? How are you liking it?
8: I'm liking it very much, but it's also a lot to take in. So, like
0: yes, it is. At lunch,
8: I said to my neighbor, I feel like my brain is fried because <laughs> because there is so much, you know, to to um, yeah to deal with and so much to think about and so much input. So yeah, it's really quite intense.
0: I agree with you. (laughs) There's a lot of information, especially coming from the United States and um, learning how um, European heathens are worshipping in some slightly different ways than we do. And we've had some discussions on how, uh, if you can hear this, folks, it's raiding a little bit, but how we just have some slightly different ways of viewing the gods and goddesses or uh, not that they're wrong or anything but just uh, just a little bit ways that we different uh, practice differently
8: yeah and i think that's a great thing because um you know sometimes you get the impression even uh, although we have connections via the internet um, you know you think americans do it their way and we do it our ways but um yeah it's nice to uh, some information about how you do it and why you do it and this is not just the religious thing but we are talking about a lot of modern problems we are facing as heathens and I think um, the the major thing I get is that we have a lot of problems in common Uh, of course with slightly different national uh, uh, variations but there are a lot of problems which we have in common and it's good to talk about it and look at how we can do things together
0: yes one of the the biggest uh common grounds that we are on here is our inclusivity yeah and uh of course we are having a lot of problems in the united states with um racism and bigotry and uh apparently there are some here in germany and in the europe as well and Mm -hmm. uh but there's a lot of heathens who are inclusive who are not A part of that. So, um, and Eldering is, of course, inclusive. Yes, that's
9: true. Mm
8: -hmm. Yes,
0: not of course, but uh, it is inclusive. Luckily. (laughs) Yes, luckily. (laughs) Uh, And why do uh, you personally and the Eldering think that inclusivity is so important in our in our faith?
8: Uh, We believe that um, anyone who wants to be a heathen or feels called to be a heathen. Uh, can be a heathen. We don't think that the the gods and goddesses discriminate (laughs) and ask you, where's your grandfather from?
0: Yes.
8: (laughs) And um, I think this is uh, a major part of um, other people saying, we don't care where your parents come from or where you come from. Uh, Heathenry is a cultural thing, not a thing of bloodline.
0: Yes, excellent. And uh, how would you like to see our connections continue when we're not able to physically meet as yeah. much in person, especially for us that are coming from America, yeah. how can we support you or, or be in contact with you more and keep this connection strong and keep yeah. that energized?
8: Yeah, yeah. Okay, apart from the obvious Facebook groups yeah. <laughs> and stuff, I think um, what uh, has been talked about is um, getting some publications out together or one publication to start with. And I think that would be a great idea to work together and have an actual product of this uh, work. And I also think we should meet regularly, I mean, we can't just meet every year, but I think we should continue to stay in contact in a, in a personal way, like some of us are coming over to America or some of you visit. We have the ISC next year in Spain, yes, and uh, we would love to see American friends coming over there, uh, coming over to us, and yeah, so that would be a great way to reconnect
0: I'll definitely put more information out about that yes yeah. i'll get some details from you or from uh, maybe the the official website yeah and uh, make sure that um, our yeah. listeners to the podcasts and uh, facebook and things yeah. are uh, also aware so that maybe they can make a special trip like yeah this.
8: I, I guess the date is uh, i don't have the actual date but it's uh, end of july it's it's one week of rituals lectures workshops having fun together d- doing a great holiday together and um yeah we're very much looking
0: forward to it sounds great yeah well thanks for taking some time do you have any other thoughts that you would like to share about frithforge or our connections uh, across the oceans and
8: um, maybe in just europe that at the beginning i was a bit i was wondering if i should go and why I should go. I was thinking a lot about that, but I'm really glad I did.
0: <laughs> I'm glad too. I'm really pleased to meet you. Yeah, and I hope we can too. have a long friendship as yeah. well through yeah. Facebook and in person. Yeah. And uh, thanks again. Thanks for sharing your Thank thoughts. You. <laughs> great. We're at Frith Forge still, and we just completed our final sessions and we had a really great time. And I am here uh, with another attendee. And uh, so tell us who you are. Uh, my name is Spencer.
10: I'm from California. I'm the leader of Hollowhorn Kindred and a member
0: of the Troth. Great. How, how did you like Flip Forge?
10: I thought it was great. It was a really good show up, some really interesting topics brought up,
0: and some really good discussions on where to go from here. Excellent. What did you find the most uh, interesting for you?
10: I think one of the most interesting aspects was just to hear what is going on in European Asatru groups. That I found that incredibly useful just to begin to understand their perspectives and maybe the challenges that they face and how they either are different or parallel ours in the United States and what we're trying to do with inclusive heathenry. Awesome. So that was incredibly useful and insightful.
0: Cool. What do you think is something I mean that you want to take back to your kindred or were they like excited you were coming and what do you think is going to be like something that they're they're going to be most interested in?
10: They were definitely excited that I had the opportunity to be here and I am to come home and give them a full report. <laughs> um, as far as what we're going to take away from here, I think a sense of shared purpose and a desire to, be, to get our voice, voices heard as well as the notion and ideas of inclusive heathenry spread to a wider audience. And what I'm going to do is after I give them a lowdown on the different presentations, begin to discuss with them what they would be comfortable doing as a group. If they want to maybe put something on our Facebook page or get involved in other opportunities to promote inclusiveness uh, in the general public as a kindred, as a kindred voice. And then once we get a feel for what they're comfortable with, we'll begin to take action.
0: Oh, fun. Uh, Well, not fun. I mean, that sounds great. (laughs) do you want to come back to another Fifth Forge, or maybe the the IASC, which is pr- produced by the ASATRU EU uh, next year, or what do you think about coming back to another... I would
10: definitely love to come back. It depends on my school um, oh. schedule, but... Um, There are other members in my kindred, and if they have the opportunity to come, I think that would be great so that our group can be represented and that others in my group can get the sense of what it's like to actually be with the people while it's happening.
0: Awesome. Great. Great. Well, thanks for coming out, and thanks for sharing this, and safe travels home. Thanks for having me. You too. We are at the very last sad day of Frith Forge, and we're down at the lake where we've just returned the, the communal earth and the water to the beautiful lake we're standing by with, uh, as they were called, the, the lake ravens, the cormorants, and uh, we're very happy. So, we've got a couple of last comments here, and uh, so thanks for, thanks for joining uh, for this. So, who do we have?
6: I'm Carrie Gyang Davies. I'm here from Switzerland, representing Assatür Schweiz.
11: Uh, Ty Chambers. Um, I'm here
0: representing the Danish organization Nordisk It It's great to meet you both and share this opportunity and, and get to know you better. So, what are your thoughts of Ruth Forge, uh, with the work we did here and everything?
6: Well, I feel like we've really gotten something started. Like, there's a lot of work still to do, but like something ac- something really happened. It, it, you can feel it and not just see it in the people. But it, it really left an impression and I, I feel like uh, there's more to come.
2: Excellent. Uh,
11: for me, uh, I'm, as a member of the Troth, I've been over to the United States and uh, uh, I've noticed how the things practiced over there and living in Europe, of course, I see how things are here. And I've noticed that there's a lot of misconceptions and prejudices from both sides. And so when I heard about this, I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity for both sides to meet each other and break down some of those misconceptions. Uh, and I think that's is important so that we can actually come together and start working on the things that are more important. and And I think it went wonderfully. It's, it's, I think a lot of people's eyes were opened and I mean, a lot of opinions
0: were were changed. I think so too. It was really a great opportunity to do this. So finally, uh, what do you think is the best thing that we can do to move forward? How can we keep this how can we keep this momentum going?
6: Well, I think the first thing that we need to do is to carry forward the momentum that we got here to our individual organizations, and keep the ball rolling and stay in contact with each other. And uh, Rob was talking about getting this uh, this platform here and together for us to stay in communication. And I, I think that you know, motivation and uh, momentum happens when people get together and start bouncing off each other.
0: Yeah.
11: Yeah, I don't have much more to add to okay. that. Just that, uh, yeah, carry on from what we've uh, created here and and then maybe uh, have a Firth Forge event in the States as well and get the Europeans over there. Yeah, that would be fun.
0: And I guess this would be finally what was uh, a highlight or a, a moment that really stood out to either one of you? Um, there were a lot of highlights, but you know, is there something that was just like really special to you? Oh
6: gosh, I really have to think about that for a moment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
11: and unfortunately, typical me. But yeah, I'm introducing the Cult of Doom to uh,
0: to the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: and that, that was you, new to me too. <laughs> if you want
0: to learn about Doom, you have to come to a Frith Forge or an IASC uh, event. So that's uh, sponsored by the uh, true EU. So uh,
6: there was one moment um, during the closing ritual when we, when we all were holding hands, and I felt like. Like there was, his Asgard here above us, and, and the whites around us, and there was like this this white light that was running through our hands in a circle and left everyone shining.
0: I felt it too. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> well, thank you both. It was a pleasure to meet you, and thanks for um, sharing your energy with me and with our listeners. And uh, safe travels. Thank,
10: thank you. you. You too.
9: I am Diana Paxson from Berkeley, California. Um, I've been associated with the Troth since the early 90s, and I'm also uh, representing the Alliance for Inclusive Heathenry, which is a loose, unofficial group for people, a name for people to use when they are doing appropriate things such as protesting um, over uh, extremist issues.
0: Thank you. Um, so we were in attendance at Frithforge 2017 in Petzau, Germany, and uh, I had a great time and um, what were your thoughts about fritz Forge after uh at now a few days after you've had probably time to contemplate it
9: well i i found it very exciting to uh meet with uh such a group of of really uh, competent and energetic and committed people uh i've been through so many board meetings over the years and it was uh, quite inspiring to sit with people who all had, in fact, useful and on-target things to say. I was particularly uh, I was interested to see how much our evolution has, in fact, stayed on parallel paths, given that the connections have not been all that um, tight in, in mm-hmm. development of a lot of heathen groups get started and take a while to find the rest of the heathen community. So there are a lot of little local differences, but uh, the ritual work that we did together, the the assembling was very familiar and very comfortable. And I think for the most part, uh, the people, at least the people who came to Frithforge seemed to share, uh, pretty much share a concept of what the religion is and um, how it ought to be working.
0: It was really interesting. I thought that the Frith seemed to build right from the very moment we got together. Even after that storm bringing down trees. Well, <laughs> the,
9: the gods do that sometimes. Uh, if you have to to fight your way to be there, I think it adds a, a dimension to the the. Um, I mean, because a similar we had a similar problem. Uh, on the way to do the dedication for the hof uh, built by Alex Jerome, oh, okay. where the monsoon season was so, had been so severe that the road to the hof kept washing out and, in fact, washed out again the night before the dedication ceremony. And a new Ford had to be built in order for us all to get there. But wow. we fought our way through, and uh, the ceremonies went off very well. Uh, and in this case, uh, although poor Rob had to spend far too much time driving all over the country to pick people up, uh, d- d- despite delays and dangers, everybody who was supposed to be there managed to get there. We
0: did manage. So it. I
9: think we valued it more because of that.
0: We did, and it was really interesting to hear all of the the presentations from the different groups and as you mentioned earlier, the same parallel path that people are on about inclusivity and getting down to the basics and down Mm -hmm. to the local level of honoring the whites and our ancestors and and the gods themselves. There
9: were a number of uh, things that we realized we all agreed on. Uh, We also began to take steps towards understanding what the challenges are. And some of the suggestions for dealing with the challenges were less useful than others. But to even have gotten as far uh, as beginning to question, okay, why is it that some people go for these exclusive groups, extremist groups? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was uh, very happy to find... Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I think that we in the U.S. may have more in common with European heathens, especially German heathens, than we used to. Uh, at least we have been made much more uh, painfully aware of the existence of neo-Nazis in our own countries. And uh, I think we gain uh, strength from talking to other people who are recognizing similar problems. And we certainly uh, we're all agreed that we need to meet more. <laughs> Uh, for instance, in norway yes, yes, <laughs> and uh, y- y- at the the very least this is a bunch of of really cool people and we would all like to see each other again, yep. but that is a good foundation for people who are can actually then work for work together for common
0: goals. we definitely seem to make a lot of connections and uh Exchange A lot of Facebook friend requests were sent, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And what, How would you like to see those connections um, develop further? Um, obviously, it can't just be by being Facebook friends.
9: Well, people have to set actual goals and list the things that have to happen in order to achieve these goals. Uh, and that, that I'm a little concerned. Uh, we had one or two kind of... N- proto-committees getting established, but in order to actually get something done, you have to have a specific goal and a specific time by which you are hoping to accomplish it and some sense of what steps have to be taken yeah. and what, at what points these steps need to be taken and who's going to do them. So I think we all have a general warm, warm-hearted, goodwill... Uh, understanding of, kind of, our general goals. Uh, We have not made as much, did not make as much progress on specific things to be done, aside from getting together again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perhaps we can develop those as the time goes on. Yeah, so I think what's going to have have to
9: happen is that the people who have uh, made contact over the weekend uh, when the e list or whatever kind of site it is that is getting communication site of some sort uh, gets set up, then the conversations will start and and that's I think where we will start seeing the the various subcommittees um, taking less form.
0: So, great well, it sounds like you had a great time. I did, and I enjoyed your presentation about uh, environmentalism and uh, keeping that going and changing and growing, so uh, it, was, it was very excellent and great to spend the weekend with you. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Any last things that you wanted to share? or?
9: Uh, we need to commit ourselves to action, so that this does not simply remain a very happy memory.
0: Yes. Excellent. That
9: it, that it becomes the beginning of something.
0: I agree. Sounds great. Thanks, Diana, and safe travels home. Thanks for all that you're doing with the troth. Bitte. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are with some more thoughts from Frith Forge 2017. Hello.
12: Hi, I'm Melody Grundy. And obviously you can tell from my accent, I'm originally from the United States, but I've lived in Ireland with my husband, uh, Kabel Gunderson, for about 20 years now. Um, mostly I was at the conference, I was representing myself Technically, my husband and I have a small group called the Tribe of Thor, because when the Vikings first came, the Norse first came to Ireland, the local Irish, they they were very tribal, actually, and they referred to the Norse as the Tribe of Thor. Interesting. So I never th-
0: heard that before. How cool.
12: That's the name of our group, but at the moment, it consists of two people, me and Kabel <coughs> Um, I looked at First Forge as a great opportunity to get together with other heathens and like-minded people and... Actually, make some contacts because I think that's very important, and just even just be around other heathen people.
0: What well, was something that you thought sticks out the most to you, Melody, in your mind as uh, your highlight of, of the conference? What's your highlight of the conference?
12: There were a couple of them. I I really enjoyed the ritual I almost missed, which was the one in the evening where we had the candles and there was a certain amount of ritual going on. And it was sort of the the culmination of several other things that had happened and people were really starting to come together. And and I think the other thing was at the
0: end. Real quick, that, that was the ritual where we got to take the elements of the ritual, the Frith home with us the grounding and the air and the spirit and is that, is that the one the one on Saturday I think night? it
12: yeah the one on the Saturday night yes. which which I had almost bowed out of because I was just so tired and I'm glad I didn't because it was it was very magical and very uh, I thought it was very healing and very it helped people bring people together
0: it was I, I'm glad you didn't bow out of it either because it was really an amazing amazing ritual so yeah I glad thought you it, were there
12: I, I was really really impressed and the other thing was very late at night on Saturday night when about 1 o'clock in the morning when we finally were getting some kind of consensus because this sort of thing is really hard work I've been through this before and other organizations and you know it was just hours and hours of mostly talking and and face-to-face time and people hammering things out and then at the very end it just sort of like it all came together the other thing I found interesting was not so much a highlight but the fact that as Diana was explaining when you interviewed her the I was not aware of the similarities of some of what was happening in Germany that is also happening in the US, yes. in heathenry and in the outside, uh, the, the, the outer culture, which we're all going to have to deal with. We don't have that much of that in Ireland, but then it, but, we, but we're still affected by
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Melody, it sounds like you had a great time and you did give a presentation, which was great to listen to. And uh, thank you for doing that and sharing about uh, women throughout cultures and, and history and, and the importance of all of us being connected together so
12: well i, I just i 've always had an interest i 've studied anthropology and history, and those are two of my major interests and i 'm very fascinated in the way that the, the, the way that culture influences not just women but everybody yeah. It influences how both we see religion and, and what we find is important. But the overall, the, the, the con- I thought the conference was wonderful. It was a great start. And now we have the challenge of how to go forward.
0: And I think we will meet that challenge. I think there was a lot of people that throughout several organizations that really found it exciting. And I'm one of them. And uh, we will offer some ideas. And we'll, we'll, we'll have to take baby steps. You can't just throw a huge... Projects lists of projects out there, because then people will not want to do them, but I think if we can tackle one or two things at a time and start working that I think we'll we'll see some success
12: I think if you take too much at, at a time, it becomes a project yeah. rather than a matter of the heart yes. and that was something I thought also came up is that people also need to make connections with people and yeah. and, and, and community and and that's something you just can't uh, Modern also true has i think a very academic and historical bent, which is a very good thing. But there also has to be that heart-to-heart connection with the people involved.
0: Absolutely, and bringing it into today and working it today so yeah. that it's, it's relevant today. We're not just living a religion that was 3,000 year or 1,000 years old. So, uh, And I do want to say that there's two things that stuck out to me about your lecture. Uh, one is how um, you discussed how uh, you were, you were, talking about women in the society, but you, you you also commented on how all of the things that, that were done, everyone did. Which I thought was cool, either from hunting, or protecting, or taking care of children, or gathering food, and cooking, and the worship. It was not just specified males did this and females did that, but there was, there was an amount of crossover. And the second was just um, how cats domesticated humans. <laughs> well... <laughs>
12: The thing about that first part, just very quickly, is that that's actually we're talking about the early period, both the Paleolithic and and the early uh, up to about the Bronze Age. And it is it's after that when life becomes different, that not everybody keeps doing everything, Mm -hmm. you know, up until then, people have roles. But for the most part, anybody is trained to do anything in terms of childcare or uh, hunting or whatever. It's just that it makes more sense for certain people to do certain things, and it tends to break down by gender. But when you get into the more... Uh, get into the Iron Age and more of what we might call quote unquote, civilization, it, it gets much more stratified and you, you get much, and, and today what I said earlier, today things are almost moving more back to that earlier period and, and I think we're going to see that in religion as well.
0: That circle of life you know, the uh, circle. Melody, thank you so much for your thoughts and taking the time safe travels back to Ireland and, and greetings to Kvel Lufler because because uh, he writes some amazing things and uh, we appreciate that uh, I get to spend this time with you uh, at Frith Forge and the following week through the Sites Tour of Germany.
12: Thank you for asking me. It's been wonderful talking to you. All
0: right, oh, great. Thanks. Bye-bye.
6: Bye. In Esch, I know of his name. With water, why is a great Then come the dews, they're falling.